We're, we're, we're gone, so whenever you want to go here. Well, you said you're going to do the thing. Oh, well, but we start talking first. <laughs> I thought you said you had something you wanted to show me. Well, I wanted something to listen to, but we had to do, you know, talk first and then go Oh, that. all right, whatever. All right, man. fine. Keith, listen to this. Let me know what you think. It's time to hit the trail. Lock in those hubs and throw it into low range. Because you are listening to Wheelin' with Keith and Johnny Orange. They're here to talk about 4x4s and everything to do with enjoying the great outdoors. Here's your hosts, Keith and Johnny Orange. All right, what'd you think? That sounds pretty good, man. So this is going to be the new intro for now? Yeah, I might tweak it a little bit here and there still. It's nothing anyone's going to really notice. Uh, hopefully everybody likes it. Chime in on 4x4 Talk. Let us know what you think. Is that you uh, rocking out on the guitar there? Unfortunately, no. That's uh, the same person who wrote the music for our original intro. Oh. Uh, this was later in the file. I've been tweaking it and working on it for a while now. Uh, just trying to change it up. Figure two years, let, let's freshen it up a little bit. You're... Something new for people. And I just played the rest of the file. I thought it was a small section that we had. We were using... A, a fraction of the actual music file from the whoever wrote that and played it and it's like no nah, I, I like this better <laughs> hey no you're so. right you know episode 101 it's uh time to kind of the next hundred let's do something a little different here so like um you know i'm all about that and you're doing such a great job man oh, thank I, you. I love what you're doing with uh all the intros and all the editing and the outro music now uh, are you keeping that too doing the outro music oh yeah it? yeah absolutely so that'll be a slightly different version of the the normal outro a little more of a rock theme uh like this new intro here and uh yeah we'll go from there sounds good man And i, I gotta ask what's with the uh the rock on your arm there buddy the rock on my arm yeah. oh uh, the engagement ring no, no, oh. the uh, the big thing that's like encompassing your arm. It appears to have swallowed your entire arm. Uh, that would be <laughs> that would be the wonderful cast after my surgery that goes all the way ah. up to my armpit, and you know, so I get it off that's next Monday. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just get to spend a month in this thing. You know, it's uh, been that long already. Well, the first wow. the first one was a temporary cast, and then that one they had to cut off, and um, then they went and put this one on, and that gotcha. first one um, after the surgery, I. Uh, um, you know, I felt so good. I mean, the day after the surgery, I felt so good that yeah. I just was like, Hey, you don't even put a cast on, but hey, I'll tell <laughs> I'll tell you what happened here. Uh, so folks, you're wondering what we're talking about. Um, I think maybe it mentioned on a, a, a show. Hit it. What? Hit, I what? It on the table so I can hear. Oh, that's, that's way quieter than I expected. It's fiberglass. Anyways. I thought it was going to make more of uh, like a, thunk. you know, yeah. sound. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> um, no, uh, I've been having a lot of problems. to help the listeners visualize what nice. is happening. I've had a lot of problems with my elbow, um, a lot of pain with it. was going to one doctor. Um, he had a really nice guy, but really didn't. Uh, he wasn't seeing the issue the right way, I guess. Uh, eventually sent me over to another specialist to look at the MRI and said, um, basically, it was a form of severe tennis elbow from wrenching on stuff over the years, working at work with hammers, all that. But I had ripped the, um, the muscle off the bone, Ooh, and then a portion of it had died. So when they oh. opened it up, he said that it just came out like snot. It was basically all oh, rotted geez. in there and it was all zombified, which is one of the right. one of the reasons uh, you're adjusting your belt as my I'm talking about my arm. On. Oh, okay. Uh, so, uh, anyways, <laughs> it was um, they 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 cut it out and uh, they um, 
you know, took, uh, took care of it and, you know, fun. Yeah. So, uh, I'll, I'll talk maybe more about it later or on the after show or something. And, and, you know, speaking of which here, uh, I want to toast our getting through a hundred and going to one one now. And I want to tell our listeners that we do have a sponsor for this episode. And that is Lynch's Irish Tavern in Port Huron, Michigan. Um, they are a fantastic place. Been there for well over a decade. I love their Reuben egg rolls. Oh my God. I, do they still have those? Last time I was there, they did. I yeah. love the Scotch eggs they have. Uh, Never had those. Um, Scott Scandalito is the owner. He has, um, he, he's a big beer enthusiast, and he has just at any given time. I, you know, he's going to probably correct me next time I see him, but he has 20, 30 different beers on tap at least. A um, lot of different, and then a lot of unique bottled beers and all sorts of other interesting drinks. Nice, great place for a beer enthusiast. Uh, he has a lot of Michigan beers, has a lot of other stuff. And I happened to be having a beer with him the other day, and we were talking about some podcasting things and whatnot, and I happened to notice this bottle of what's called Canoe Clue uh, down, and it was his last bottle he had down in the bottom of his uh, cooler there, and he told me I need to bring it, because I told him you like meads, and we, yes. I believe it's a mead, because it's by um, the Bardic Wells Meadery. Hmm. And so I told him I'm going to bring it on the show. Now, typically, folks... John and I um, have a beer on or two on the after show. And so if you're interested in hearing beer reviews, a lot of times uh, for at least the last 10 or 15 episodes of the after show, we've been doing some really unique beers that John's been mostly bringing in. Uh, thank you again for that. Yeah, no worries. And we, we have the beer, we drink it, we talk about personal things in life, we talk about trucks and cars still, um, a little bit more of a laid-back show. A lot of stuff we can't talk about on the regular show. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And so um, we're going to give you a taste today, a little bit of that, um, and what we do in the after show. Uh, so this is a bit of a taste of the after show for you, and we hope that what you like, or that you like what you hear here, 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 yep, and... Um, mm-hmm. Two different spellings. It yeah, works. there you go. <laughs> and uh, if you do, uh, go over to patreon.com. Uh, what is it? Backslash Whelan? Uh, yeah, patreon.com slash Whelan Radio. Slash Whelan Radio. Yep. And you can sign up there. Now, in the future, we might be doing something with uh, a different um, paid I've been, I've service. I've been playing around with it on Patreon. Uh-huh. Uh, or not Patreon, on uh, Podbean, which is our normal host for the shows, you know. Yeah. And they have a premium service. So it's a one-time cost. And the listeners would get access to everything that we've done. Yeah. Um, I have a temporary thing set up. Please don't sign up for it right now. I have the price set really, really high. I mean, if you really want to, go ahead. All right. But there's only one episode on there right now, and I'm just kind of playing with the settings and the layout and to see kind of how I want to go forward with it if we do. And if we do, I'm debating if I want to bring all the episodes over from Patreon or just from this one forward. Gotcha. So I'm, I'm kind of debating on that. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I suppose we could maybe put a poll up on 4x4 if either of us remember to do it. See, I, I don't know if any of you guys do use like premium content services or subscription-based services. Obviously, a couple of you guys do. You're on Patreon. Yeah, and thank you for... Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for your patronage. Yep. <laughs> I patronage. Word. Like it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, let us know if it's something you prefer, like a one-time cost or a monthly thing that you can cancel. Uh, that would just help kind of give us some input as far as the direction to continue taking that. 
Because I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what I want to do with it. <laughs> well, yeah. And the reason that we ask for you to support us on Patreon and things like that is not that we're getting rich. Uh, hopefully, maybe someday that'd be great. But uh, yeah, it would be sweet. <laughs> the, um, you know, it's just for costs of equipment and hosting services. A lot of the things we have monthly and yearly membership fees that we have to pay. Yeah. And so by doing that, you're helping support the show, at least keep the show going. So it's not completely all out of our own pockets here. Yeah. And when, uh, helping share the wealth a little bit. Yeah. When we have stuff cost. coming in, we can upgrade equipment, upgrade software. Exactly. Uh, there's a lot of features of some of the softwares we use. We don't access cause it just, there's a cost to it. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, well, without further ado, John, uh, let's give people a taste. How do you normally start off our after show here? Cracking it open. Well, let's do it. If this. I don't screw that up. <laughs> All right. Well, you got your opener with you? Upstairs in the fridge with the other bottle. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So you're going to have to find something else. Uh, uh, let me see. What do you got laying over there? Give me something metal, man. I think there's tin snips. I see. Let me grab them. Oh, there you go. We can do this with tin snips. So this is, this, we're already starting off uh, to a nice redneck uh, show here. Or you want a pipe wrench? Oh, the pipe wrench. You want me to do this with a broken arm? Yeah, the the reason that they said that I uh, had to have the second cast because they took a DeWalt uh, drill to my arm and drilled a bunch of holes in it to re-anchor the muscle, and they said it would really easily break. So that's why I asked the guy. I says uh, so. He's, so I actually made a joke about a DeWalt, and he told me it actually is a DeWalt. And he says it's like a twenty thousand dollar drill, and he says it looks just like a regular one. It's just a medical grade DeWalt drill. Oh, did you get it? Oh man. Man, John, you're failing me here, buddy. I brought the bottle opener. Oh, geez. <laughs> you usually hear the crack, the hiss. All right, look at this. Now he can do it. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ha-ha. Yes, yes, yes. That works enough. All right, here's a couple glasses, buddy. Um, we got to start with the now tall th one there. This is from Lynch's Irish Tavern. This is not something they normally regularly have. This was a gift from Lynch's Irish Tavern in Port Huron, Michigan, um, for us to try on the show. And it may be the last time we ever get to try this. is a very discontinued uh, aged uh, mead, uh, honey, wine, beer thing. The same amount there. So, um, all right, John, what do you Ooh, think on this? Smells like root beer. Oh, that's what he told me. That's, I forgot about that. Hmm. Oh, that's interesting. That's like sarsaparilla. Yeah. It's got a very wood-like taste to it. Yeah. So I would not call this a beer. Uh-uh. Not at all. Um, I don't know if you'd call this like... Uh, that's right. He did say this came out about the time that like Rowdy and Not Your Father's Root Beer and all that stuff was going on. I do remember that conversation now. It's interesting, though. It is interesting. Um, it said Birch, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. I, I don't I don't, uh, I don't. love it, but I would say... It's got say like a hint of like current or dark cherries or something at the end of it yeah it, it definitely tastes to me like a very complex homemade root beer kind of thing yeah Let's see if we got a description on the bottle there here. you go can you can you read that in that light oh yeah uh, birch wine fermented with hops and honey added Let's see there's a year on here nine percent 22 ounces hmm that went um, down pretty easy clearly i'm not gonna try and pronounce that <laughs> It's from Montague, Michigan. Yep. We like supporting our Michigan breweries. Uh, For sale in Michigan only. So there is... I'm just going to read the whole thing I, I did hear at one point that there's over a thousand breweries now in Michigan. So. I believe it. Yeah. All right. So party like a Clericon, if I'm saying that right. I'm going to keep butchering it because the word is in this uh, paragraph a couple times. Do you, do you want me to look at it for you? 
Oh, actually, there's a pronunciation there. Clericon. Clericon. All right. I got it right. Never even heard of this word, but go Me ahead. Me neither. There's a pronunciation in it, thankfully. Like their better known cousin, the Leprechaun, Clericons are mischievous Celtic fairies who enjoy playing practical jokes. Uh, Clericons live in wine cellars and are avid drinkers. Oh, it's us. Yep. <laughs> uh, treat him well, and a Clericon will use magical powers to guard your cellar, prevent casks from leaking, and keep the contents from going bad. Favorite Clericon pastime is riding sheep bareback on moonlight nights. Is we folk know how to party. Well, we're not we, and we don't ride sheep. So I don't ride sheep. I don't know about you. Well, they did say it's it's <laughs> it's for the practical. It's, they're practical jokers and stuff. And so I, I got to tell you now, the practical ah. joke is on you. I did put some sleeping pills and X lax in that for you. Oh, fantastic! No. Fantastic! <laughs> no. Well, I'll, I'll finish the rest of it here, and then uh, we'll have to take a quick break while I go pass out on the toilet. <laughs> Uh, this libation is a perfect tribute to the small and mischievous Clericon. It is naturally light and... Naturally... What? <laughs> it naturally hacking. and lightly teases Folks. with each sip and the combination of honey and hops mystifies the senses. Its potency is wryly bellied. What? Okay. And by the bottom of the bottle, Clericon has elusively worked its magic. Oh, maybe you did, Rufi it. <laughs> Remember, while riding sheep under the moonlight is fun. A RSUI, riding sheep under the influence, ah, is another matter. So, party like a clericon, but do so responsibly. Ah, okay, I like it. So, um, only ride your sheep while sober. Yep, only ride your sheep. Well, that's good life <laughs> that advice. That doesn't sound like any fun, though. If you're going to ride a sheepy, I think you got to be annihilated. Yep. There you go, John. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's kind of fun. And let a little bit of that warm up. Tastes a little warm. That's that's interesting. Yeah. Now, what I uh, you know I, on the whole, having a beer with a buddy, or, or in this case, not a beer, having a what tastes like a root beer. Um, it's like a hopped root beer. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, kind of dig it. Well, um, on that note, I was kind of thinking, you know, one hundred and one. Um, there's a couple different ways we could have played well, with this. Real, real quick, the thanks to who was it at Lynch's? Uh, Scott Scandalito. Well, thank you, Mr. Scandalito. Yes. I said that right for sharing this with us. Much appreciated. And uh, cheers to you and your fine establishment, sir. Absolutely. Thank you, Scott. Lynch's Irish Tavern, Port Huron, Michigan. Mm. That is good. I'm only going to get a little. I know you wanted to save some of that. Yeah, no, go ahead. Um, and just a little taste in the bottom of it to save. Yeah. Um, well, so, uh, you know, speaking of having uh, a drink with a buddy here, uh, with 101, you know, there's different ways we could have gone with this. We could have talked about the C101 Jeepster, which we've mm -hmm. done before. Um, those other things. But I was thinking, you know, the old 101, kind of like back to the basics. Like when you when you take a base class at college oh, and, you, yeah. and you take the 101 or whatever. And, you know, maybe we can talk about a few things. But I was thinking about it. Or I saw a post. Um, I think it was Facebook. might have even been Instagram or something. But somebody was talking. Um, it had to have been Facebook because it was in a group. And somebody was talking the other day and, and in one of my car groups, and they had said that they had moved to the area, and uh, not our area, wherever area they were. I don't even know what state, you know, country, whatever they were in. But they said they had moved to the area, and they were wondering if there was any car scene um, and how they could, you know, meet some car people and get together. Now, of course, the simple answer a lot of times is, oh, go to car shows, drive-ins, things like that. But those aren't always the greatest to do that because a lot of times you get people who are enthusiasts for only that they're only car show enthusiasts True. you know maybe they buy a car and that 
this was a guy who liked to fabricate and build stuff. And so I got thinking about it. In the 4x4 world, it's even more difficult because we yes. don't typically do like car shows. I mean, we do have Wheels in the Woods, which is mm-hmm. coming up here October 9th. But, uh, you know, and that's a 4x4 show uh, as long as, as well as a uh, all-vehicle show. Yeah. But uh, typically, there's a, not a lot of great places to figure out. So how do you get friends in the 4x4 community? And I, and I was thinking of a couple different things, and I'm sure maybe you've got some ideas too. Well, I, I <clears throat> excuse me, not, not so many specifics other than, I mean, I, I was kind of brought into it by you, somebody who's kind of in the world and knows about it. Uh, so a friend of mine, uh, she does the fakewrenching.com website, uh, used to go by the Michigan Jeep girl. Yeah. And she talks about that a lot. Is kind of how she, she got Is she the it. artist formerly known as Michigan Jeep girl now? <clears throat> no, she just goes by not MJG now. Oh, really? I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what the, the switch was with that. I, I'd like to try and get her on for an interview still one of these days. Okay. Uh, she moved out of state, so it might be a bit of a challenge, yeah. but... No, she she's around, uh, just kind of got really deep into the Jeep world. Uh, she does, like, clothing, predominantly women's line clothing. Uh, but she helps promote a lot of products at Jeep shows and car shows or, you know, off-road shows, stuff like that. And when she got a Jeep, she just started going to, like, meet and greets. So she got on Facebook. She found some of the local Jeep clubs. A lot of them have local meet and greets, and you can do that. You can just go, you can show up and kind of just wander around and talk to people and go from there and i know that's how she made a lot of friends and actually got into making a living i mean that's what she does she works these booths she goes to these shows i mean she really works hard and has earned everything she's gotten it's it's really cool seeing what she's done just from buying a jeep (laughs) well absolutely absolutely I, i was um you know definitely thinking about that i was also uh thinking about I don't know this is a shallow way of looking at it or whatever. Uh, and, of course, you don't want ever anybody to ever use you, but um, buy yourself a hoist. Yeah. <laughs> you want friends? It's kind of like they say, buy a truck. All your friends need help moving now. Yeah. You know. Um, and uh, A welder. Everybody a needs welder, stuff fixed. Things like that. And In my defense, I only borrowed the equipment. I learned how to do it, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but there's something I've noticed before. Um especially in the car world and you see a little bit of it in the four by four world, but let's say you're a skilled fabricator, uh wrencher, whatever, and you've got a forte, but most people are typically good at some, really good at something like somebody might be really good at body work mm. or somebody might be really good like me at building axles or somebody might be really good at rebuilding transmissions or something like that. I like suspension. Yeah, I don't well, know why. Go. So, so if you uh, really develop a name in your community, in in your enthusiast community for doing something like that, then, you know, you try to meet the other people that have, you know, the skills and other things. And that's where a lot of the horse trade and helping each other oh, out yeah. comes, comes out. So, you know, I'll help you, you know, take and uh, regear an axle and you might help me eventually rebuild a manual transmission or something. Because yeah. I've only rebuilt one before and you've done a couple AX-15s now. So... Same one, just twice. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Same difference. <laughs> All right. Well, you're learning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, yeah I... Do not use regular grease when you put it together. Use Vaseline. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm an idiot. Why? So the grease thickens up when it mixes with the oil, and it, it will really thicken everything up. The Vaseline just dissolves. Where's it go, though? Uh, I mean, it's still there, but it's a thinner viscosity than the grease. The grease has a lot of additives that thicken up with the oil. 
And what the result is, thicker oil, you get your synchronizer tabs don't work properly mm. because there's too thick and they, they don't work right. You know, it's funny. And then they break. It's funny <laughs> that you actually mentioned that because I had forgotten all about that when I was in uh, auto tech in high school mm-hmm. and we rebuilt old Ford top loader four speed manuals. We, we had a pile of them and we all, uh, rebuilt them which is funny because those are actually pretty valuable these days but that was our <laughs> that was our learning transmission i think we had maybe a half a dozen dozen of them and i remember that now we did because all the kids were making all the stupid vaseline jokes they yep. <laughs> uh you know and we all got a big old jar of vaseline and we're sitting there you know putting all the needle bearings together mm-hmm. and putting the you know whatever packing the cages and Doing all the stuff, and we're all we're all thinking it was the stupidest thing. But I remember him telling us that. that yep, that's the way you put it together. Yeah, and I learned the hard way, because I I didn't I didn't realize it was a problem. But over time, it just it thickened up. Huh. And from not releasing, at some point, something stuck while I was shifting. No kidding. Couldn't put it in either gear on that selector, and they must have both been engaged because I chipped teeth on two of the gears and the counter shaft and my input shaft. Wow. And as a result, had to rebuild the transmission for the second time. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. So this episode's brought to you by <clears throat> Vaseline and Adult Beverages. <laughs> ah, this is definitely talking about the after show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. So, you know, that's John and I do have some fun at the after show like that. So once again, you know, go to Patreon. Not actually using, just talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, that's I got thinking about that. I was like, yeah, there's a lot of different things you can do. And... Um, another one is buy a trailer. <laughs> yeah. And you know, next thing you know, your buddies are all like, Hey, can I'm, you, I'm yeah. yeah. Can you help me move this car this weekend? Especially if it's got a winch on it. Yeah. Trailer mm-hmm. with a winch. Uh, I bought an old junker here or there, you know, can I pay for gas and, and do this? I and think... you know, and you go on road trips, you meet people. It's, oh yeah. It, it's an interesting way to do it. it. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, and that one thing that you do have to be careful in this community, though, uh, like many communities, is you don't want to be the um, the the sponge or the soul sucker that uh, takes and only takes and never gives back. Yeah. So if you don't have any skills, I mean, don't try to necessarily, I mean, you can always ask your your newfound friend that rebuilds an axle that's offered to help rebuild your axle. You can say, hey, can I give you a couple of bucks? You know, or whatever. Yeah. And he might be like, no. Well, if he says no, then you need to show up with a couple cases of beer and some pizzas. Yeah, done that. You know. Gone through many and, cases of beer with you. <laughs> and um, it's just a way of doing that. Or saying, hey, you know, um, you know, if I don't have a lot of skills here or there. I'd like to learn something. What can I help you with around your garage? You know. Again, that in many cases of beer. And I learned a lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so there's just, there's a lot of ways to do this and to do it correctly. And that that was really what a lot of the advice I saw on that Facebook post. Yeah. People were like, hey, buy a trailer, buy a truck, buy a, a hoist, buy a welder, buy a tubing bender. Um, yeah. You know, and these were all things yeah. in the off-road community. One guy said, learn how to rebuild shocks, you know, like Fox yeah. shocks and all that stuff. And um, I, I've seen a lot of that in the, uh, I guess you could call it the, the small engine off-road world. Oh, okay. So there's a couple other groups of friends of mine, and that that was kind of how they all became friends was through, you know, needing help with dirt bikes or four wheelers and rebuilding sh- uh, forks on dirt bikes, or engines on dirt bikes and four wheelers, yeah. and you know, one guy is a motorcycle guy, and my buddy and him tore that thing apart in his barn, and then took it out in pieces because he didn't want to put it back together. <laughs> Why didn't he want to put it back together? Blew the engine. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> 
But uh, that's something I've noticed a lot. A lot of great deals on marketplace lately is motorcycles. It's getting I, to that time of year where people aren't selling them, and I'm I going, watch every now and then, and I I still I'd love to get like an old Harley project, like something. Like an old, like 70s or 80s, yeah. something that is just beat up that I can just put back together and have fun with. I don't know if I'd ever deals. actually, you know, do big trips on it, but screwing around on the back roads or something, probably. Yeah. I just show... always thought it'd be cool to have an old bike like that. Oh, yeah, for sure. But... For sure. Um, speaking of old things, uh, you know, and I guess we're switching gears here a little bit, but uh, you, um, you sent me a... A link to a pretty interesting power wagon there. Yeah, so my buddy Kyle from work, shout out to Kyle. Hope you're enjoying the show. <laughs> uh, he sent me this from the page Safari All the Cars. And this is uh, the captions from 1952 to 1958. Dodge made about 100 power wagons with what's called the Wilcock Chassis Swivel. A two-piece frame. And this is great art-taking on challenging terrain. Articulating. Articulation. Ah, they spelled it wrong. I just read what they wrote. I didn't write that. <laughs> okay. But yeah, that uh, that there's some cool looking pictures there. Uh, if you hear this, you know, I'll just I'll share it to the uh, to the four by four talk page here. But yeah, scrolling through these pictures. Now, what I wonder about this is you you mentioned someone we both know has one. Chad. Is that always articulating or does that lock? Does that have like a lock for when you don't want it to? Do I don't that? know, and I mean, I know you can't dial them up immediately, real easily, but uh, yeah, um, I think it always articulates. Okay, I think, but it could lock. There, there might be a locking mechanism. I mean, it looks like a seriously beefy pivot point. I just wonder, you well, know, so, lateral stability. So his is a reproduction. Um, okay. there was a guy that was reproducing the uh, the swivel frame assemblies. Yeah. Uh, I believe it's no longer a thing, or no one's reproducing them again. Uh, Chad has one of the earlier reproduction units. Nice. And you would cut a power wagon in half in the frame. You would put the weld bolt this in. I think you weld it in. And there's well, a... the pictures I see it looks uh, welded or uh, welded and riveted, maybe. But that rivet might be from something else. Well, there's essentially a big like kingpin type yeah. uh, center swivel that goes into the frame and it allows the frame to twist, you know, left or right opposite of what the uh, front of the frame is very simple concept. Oh yeah. And you know, as long as you have enough travel in your rear drive shaft, uh, it can, you know, it's an interesting way of doing it. There's been people who have made swivel frame dodges or other swivel frame vehicles, uh, like for top truck challenge with four wheeler and stuff. Um, and there's people that have experimented with a number of years. I think really the reason that swivel frame technology never took off was because four link and coil spring technology, where you could get that flex out of a solid frame, um, really took over because these were old leaf spring vehicles Yeah. and they didn't have the technology. They didn't have that articulation from exactly. each wheel. So they were trying to get the articulation out of the middle of the vehicle, which, I mean, they are kind of one of the first rock crawlers. Oh, yeah. These articulating That's frame all the pictures that were in this article show it. All the, the power wagons are all in rocks and all twisted. It's pretty cool looking. It is neat, isn't it? Yeah. You said they only made about 100 of them originally, huh? Uh, according to that post, I did no research other than reading the caption of the article. Sounds about right. <laughs> you should uh, <clears throat> post um, some a link to that or whatever on 4x4 Talk. Yeah, I'll do that for sure. 
and uh, you know get it. Speaking of which, we've had uh, quite a bit of traffic there lately. We've had you know more and more people uh, joining, and I've noticed that lately. Yeah, we've had uh, a lot of new posts, people commenting about uh, things they're hearing in the episodes. We're having people comment. Uh, uh, we they did have a gentleman. Uh, I don't have his name right here without looking at four by four talk, but he um, is in Australia and is a listener. And oh yeah, like... mentioned about the one hundred five thing. Yeah, yeah. So I really think we need to do the one hundred five in a couple episodes. Yeah. And talk about those but and i've been a little absent on a lot of social media lately i'm just honestly tired of a lot of it and yeah. i just i mean I'll, I'll surf through facebook a couple times a day but anything else i have notifications just off on everything but if I'm you just, don't eh. if you don't stay on it how are you going to know who the president is or anything like that the what the president <laughs> it's a bad joke uh oh nah. cute yeah uh no um I was telling someone the other day when I went and did my student teaching in the early 2000s, um, our history books, mm -hmm. my history book that had my name in it, written <laughs> in it, was still there from when oh, wow. I went to high school in the 90s. So, hmm. you know, that's only five, six years at that point. Yeah. Not that crazy. But the history book ended with the, the sentence... Um, as we now enter the war in Vietnam, um, you know, or whatever year of the war in Vietnam, um, it will uh, only time will tell uh, how our uh, President Nixon uh, handles this conflict. Hmm. So in the 90s, our, our history books ended in the 70s with President Nixon. Nice. So as far as I was concerned, when I graduated, Nixon was the president, you know. Hmm. And when I, one of my college English classes, I don't remember what year that would have been, would have been... 0809 maybe? 07 or 08, Such I'll call it. Such a baby. Okay. Yeah, no, I know. All right. Um, I, I pointed out um, the map that was on the wall in the classroom. Still had the USSR on it. Yeah, that fell in 91, <laughs> right? I don't remember. Pretty I should sure. know more. I was not a history major by any means. Pretty sure. What in the hell was that? What? Yeah, that. <laughs> What are you doing? I'm trying. I'm trying to get to my glass. To my oh, lips. okay. Yeah, right-handed, <laughs> elbows immobilized. Couldn't work. All right, that's funny. You yeah. need that straw that we made up at the bar that one night. Mm -hmm. So uh, Keith is sitting there, and he wanted to try someone's mixed drink. So he put like eight or nine straws together, reached across the table just to get a sample of that drink. <laughs> yep, it works out, man. <laughs> Oh, geez. Oh, that was funny. So um, I would like to, to briefly mention, uh, and we'll talk about them further as we use them, but um, uh, I, I don't know the name of the company, and I've actually done a reach out. Uh, the gentleman um, is Mike Fuchs, I believe is his name, uh, F-U-C-H-S. He sells uh, Cummins conversion motor mounts okay. for Super Duty trucks. Uh, sent me a set to use for... The new Super Duty project with the Cummins nice. Diesel, which is yet to be unnamed. Um, <laughs> maybe it'll just be, you know, yet to be unnamed project or whatever. I don't know. Called Project Rawhide. Rawhide? Yeah. I mean, you got the, the cattle leather oh, or saddle yeah. leather. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> um, but uh, he sent me a set of super beefy looking motor mounts that, nice. uh, according to him, um, take and uh, they bolt right down to the 6'4". Uh, motor mounts nice. to the Cummins. It's a bolt-in deal. Very nice. Um, I told him I'd be 100% honest about the product, though. Yeah. He sent all the bolts, all the hardware, everything. Nice. The welds are very, very good. Um, one thing that I'm 
I, I wanted to give him a little bit of a uh, advice on is, and, and now that I might put my foot in my mouth when I go to put the engine in the truck, but I think what he should do is either send some directions or send uh, on the motor mounts, uh, at least have some sort of mark front oh, up. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm looking at these and I'm flipping them around and I'm going, okay, is this or left and right? Yeah. I'm going, is this the left one or the right one? Because they are shaped slightly differently. Mm-hmm. And up what's up and down. Now, I know it'll be easy, quote unquote, easy enough to figure out once I get the, the engine sitting down there. Yeah. But I really wanted to paint those motor mounts bolt them to the engine and then just be able to drop it down yeah. in there. So now I'm going to be in that situation where I've got to have the engine kind of hovering in there and move line around. It up. Yeah, line yeah. it up and figure out where it fits. So, you know, beyond that, though, uh, they look great. And nice. I will give a further uh, shout-out and review to those uh, as they go into the project. Nice. But for now, if anybody is looking to buy a set of direct bolt-in 12-valve or 24-valve motor mounts into a Super Duty truck... Uh, especially 08 to 10. I don't know what other products he's making, but I know he's making them from the 08 to 10 right now. Uh, get a hold on Facebook, uh, and you probably want to go to like the Fummins Tech Group, F-U-M-M-I-N-S. There's a Fummins Tech Group, and join it. And uh, this gentleman is somewhat active in there, and you can search him in the group, Mike, F-U-C-H-S. And uh, he, uh, you know, he's making these, and, you know, great price on them. And, uh, you know, just contact them, send them a private message, say you heard about him on the Wheelin' Radio Show or the Wheelin' Show and you'd like to buy a set. Nice. And he can tell you his current pricing at the time and all that. Uh, I don't know what his current pricing is, if it goes up and down or anything like that. Yeah. So I'm not going to say the price, but uh, good looking product, though. Good Very looking cool. product, man. Very cool. Um, speaking of which, I've done nothing to that truck. Besides, <laughs> I took, well, that was, that was, oh, man, I tell you what, a little bit of a bummer. Um, so there was a, a parts guy down in Ohio that I bought a whole bunch of uh, parts for the project from. For and some of their some of them are harder to find, rarer parts. Some of them not so much. They just all came from various parts that he had. And one of the things he was supposed to send me was an 08 to 10 tilt column plastic for a manual transmission truck, so I could block off where the original. Um, shifter hole went. All right. Uh, he sent me a 9907. Oh. I reached out to him uh, <clears> and <throat> I got crickets. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. Chirp, that's chirp, chirp. always a bummer. And so I only gave him, I think, 20 or $30 for the piece. Mm-hmm. So I'm not super mad about it. Um, Still if, bummed, though. Yeah. If we have a listener out there and you're doing a manual conversion on a 9907, uh, reach out to me if you're looking for the column plastics to make your steering column a manual column that doesn't have the uh, shifter on it. Otherwise, I'll just throw it on eBay soon or something like that because it's of no use to me. But it doesn't fit that column at all. Yeah. Completely different <laughs> plastic. But um, but everything else seemed to fit that he had. So That's cool. You know, we'll find out. How's your projects going? How's, how's XJ going and everything, man? Good. I was making some pretty decent headway. Um, I, had, I don't remember if I posted the pictures... Of the, the cardboard templates and then the steel ones that I made from those. Um, I've actually... I think so. <clears throat> I, I redid uh, all but one of them, pretty much. Uh, actually, all but three of them. Um, I actually started cutting away some of the metal, the overlapping pieces, so I could make it sit a little better. And just found easier ways to do it. And then I got the quarter panel cut on, on the passenger side. Okay. And realized that what I was going to do wasn't going to work. 
So I ended up cutting out a lot more metal, but I was able to make one big piece to patch the entire side. So nice and simple, Very a cool. lot more heavy duty of a repair this way. I've uh, still got to do the driver's side uh, right around where the fuel filler is. There's a lot of structure under there, and a lot of it is going to be really difficult to get, so I may end up just capping it all. But what I'm redesigning to go over that is going to be a lot stronger than what's behind it anyways. Yeah. So I'm not too worried about it. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. So once that's done, a little bit of prep and some welding. Uh, we had a uh, little bit of an incident on the boat about a week and a half ago now that kind of put me behind about a week. Something you can talk about or no? Yeah. The, so the guy is okay. I'll start off by saying that. Okay. Uh, the long story of it short, we had a diver kind of pop up unconscious at the surface. Uh, unconscious swimming is uh, frowned upon. No, he was floating on his back. Okay. And we looked down. I thought he was just relaxing, as some divers do if they're, you know, stressed out. Especially he was diving what's called a rebreather, so some pretty advanced equipment. Okay. And when we realized his lips were blue and his face was like blue and gray... Uh, we knew he was unconscious, mm. so I'm the one who jumped in. I got to him, inflated his gear, swam him to the back of the boat, and spent... Uh, so the bruise is gone on my arm, but from about here all the way to here was a solid black bruise for about a week. From what? So we were in about two to three foot waves with all of this going on, and me holding on to the ladder fighting going up and down in the waves holding myself to the ladder in the boat holding him and his gear to the ladder in the boat watching his head so the platform didn't hit him watching my head so i didn't hit the platform and trying to keep both our heads above water while the people on the boat worked to get him on okay uh <clears throat> the the long of all of that short we got him on while he was on the platform he kind of popped his eyes open and then he started kind of coming to a little more. And to say I was exhausted and spent, I've never felt that out of it in my life. I mean, I I was hurting bad. Mm. And it took everything I had to climb up onto the boat. I had to sit down for a minute so I didn't pass out or something. And then we still, I got him on the boat. We, you know, we have an emergency recall system. So we, we sounded that, we got everybody on the boat, and then we booked it to get back in to get him to EMS. Okay. Uh, they did take him by helicopter. No CPR required or anything? <clears throat> Excuse me. No, he came to. Okay. Uh, we had some oxygen, so we were giving him that. He was kind of, you know, awake, alert. Not alert, but awake, conscious, and responding on the boat. Uh, sheriff boat, they hauled out there. Uh, they brought a couple EMTs. They came on our boat. They kind of took over treating him, checking him, monitoring vitals and everything. And then again, the long of it short, uh, we got to one of the docks there, uh, tied up, secured everything, and they, they got him off, took him to the ambulance, took him to the helicopter, and then to, I believe it was St. Mary's in Saginaw. Uh, they thought potential diving-related injury. They have a hyperbaric chamber there that they can treat that, so they brought him there. Um, not I don't know if any of the guys involved or around this listen to the show but a huge shout out to everybody who participated with that of the first responders you guys did a hell of a job and i'm just glad everybody was able to work together so efficiently and quickly 
Do, do they know what happened? Why he went unconscious? We believe it was an equipment issue. Oh, okay. All right. um, that, that's about it. I mean, we may not know. He checked out healthy. Yeah. He was fine initially. They thought medical, but he checked out fine. I mean, could have still been a fluke. You know, we all yeah. know how that goes. More than likely equipment, though. Gotcha. So that was something. Uh, but uh, I've learned a new pain scale. So you, you've heard the phrase, feel like you've been hit by a truck. Yeah. So, so far, the levels I've gone through dealing with this, or after the fact, feel like you've been hit by about a one-ton, mm-hmm. downgraded to about a 1500 series, yeah. maybe like an S10 or Dakota after that, okay. and then just moves down to something like a, you know, a Miata or a Focus. Or, yeah. I, I don't know if a Prius would fit in here. Okay. I mean, if I hit a Prius, I'm just going to go jump in the lake anyways. Jeez. So, scaling it based on that... Um, I couldn't really do much last week. Mm. I mean, like I said, my, a lot of, I was wondering where you were. I just kind of dropped off everything for a while. I mean, I was hurting real bad. I was, I I got home. I, God, I was going to sleep at like midnight, Mm. which for me is not normal. Gotcha. (laughs) I mean, there, you know, I, I went to work and I could barely move. Like, I'd hurt to walk. I had hurt my leg. Uh, I have an injury on my left leg. It's been taking a while to heal up, and I gouged that up and a couple new ones. Mm. A lot of bruises everywhere and just beat up from being beat against the ladder like that. Well, but in good the grand job, scheme man. of it, he's okay, and that's all that matters. I'll deal with the rest well, of it. Good job. You uh, you Thank probably you. helped to, to save this man's life, is, uh, Group un- undoubtedly. And then everyone else, you said the, the yep. paramedics, uh, first responders, the... uh, Sanilac County? Uh, what would have been? I know the the Saint Lake Fire Department. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. I I I don't know who else. Uh, the Sheriff Department obviously was involved. I believe it was them in the Fire Department predominantly. Okay. Um, but a, a shout out to the rest of our crew for sure. Nice. And there were a couple of his dive buddies that came up and they assisted as best they could. And I mean, we got him back. Good. Good. So I'm. I'm pushed back a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm back to full time at work right now. So I'm really trying to get out there and get more done. Um, I had plans to do some stuff out there today. Yeah. And parents kind of wrote me in to help and move some office stuff. Oh, and yeah, it kind of ruined my whole day. So well, I don't have another day off until a week from today. <laughs> well, we'll see you next week. But uh, oh yeah, um, definitely a good day of diving is a day when you come back with all your all or most of your divers. Yep. And, yeah, that was know. an early end to our weekend to say the least. Yeah. Uh, after that, I don't think anybody really wanted to go back out. Gotcha. <laughs> the weather turned. It is starting to turn, so it's uh, we only got a few weeks left until that wraps for the season. Yep. Then the the after season stuff kind of begins. But that means I'll have a little more time to be more steady with this. So <laughs> Perfect. Perfect, man. Um, well, you know, we've got, uh, for all our listeners who have been listening to us ramble on here today, uh, we have Wheels in the Woods October 9th, uh, 2021 coming up. So if you're listening to this in five years, uh, get in your time <laughs> machine and come back. Um, so Or look back on past events and see yeah. what you've missed in the past and how far we've come exactly. since, since now. Since exactly. Uh, October 9th, 2021 <laughs> at um, 8045 Marsh Road, um, and that's Clay Township, Michigan. Uh, you definitely want to come to this event this year, folks. It's an all-vehicle show. You can bring anything 
that has a motor, maybe doesn't have a motor. Uh, if it's I a want vehicle, to see a flying some, machine there. A flying machine? Like one of those bike-powered flying machines. Heck yeah. I want to see that. That'd be perfect. <laughs> uh, something right out of a um, steampunk Edwardian novel or something, you know? I'm thinking more Da Vinci. Oh, I want da Vinci? to see a Da Vinci creation There you go, there. Da Vinci creation. <laughs> um, the other thing we have going on, which we haven't mentioned at all, um, the museum, we have acquired... The, uh, basically doubled our space at the museum. Mm. The front part of the museum, um, we are going to be able to expand and put a lot more things in. I think we've mentioned on the show before that we're going to do yeah. that. But uh, what we're doing right now is we are helping um, my mom, who came on the, the show a long time ago and talked about the history of sleds, because uh, she is the curator of the history of the Christmas tree walk. And she is liquidating a lot of the things they had stored in that other part of that building. And... Um, those are Christmas collectibles, Hallmarks, blow molds, all sorts of anything Christmas that my late father had collected uh, to expand upon his current collection. So she's not selling off the collection that people go and see at the house, but she's selling off the extras that my dad had kept boxed for many, many years. Um, and that is open every single day that we are at the museum, which is Thursdays from 6 to 8.30 p.m. And she also goes and she posts other times that she's down there, a lot of times Saturdays, Sundays, things like that. And you can check out the museum as well. So it's really a twofold thing. If you've got a, you know, uh, if, if you're really into Christmas stuff and you just want to go see all that and say your wife is really into the four by fours and the off-road vehicles and she wants to see the museum, then, you know, it's a great date night because, you know, you can go see all of this Christmas stuff and she can go see the four by fours. And, uh, so, um, you know, you can do, or you can both see both of them, um, you know, or vice versa, whatever the case may be. <laughs> But uh, floats your boat. Yep. <laughs> and if you go on Facebook to History of the Christmas Tree Walk uh, and you like that page, uh, there will be updates as to when she's open for selling those things. So, um, you know, once she has all of that supply, we're helping her uh, liquidate all of that. Once she liquidates all of that, we're going to get that space. So nice. um, come check it out uh, by all I've means. I've been uh, discussing a new display we might be getting for a little bit at least. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, a friend of our family's, as I believe it was a 72 CJ5. Nice. Uh, he's he's done a lot of work on that over the years. Is uh, thinking about possibly bringing that. He's going to come check it out, talk to us about it, and it's pretty cool. Uh, my dad and I were there helping with some stuff the other day. He has an original 1972 Jeep catalog. Nice. And it's got his Jeep and all the other ones that were available at the time. Nice. And we flipped through that, and man, is that cool. That sounds that pretty neat. That is awesome. Sounds pretty neat. I think you need to bring that down, and I think you need to bring your mom to the Christmas collectible uh, thing. <laughs> have her go shopping. We have no space. I, I, I need space in my garage to keep I'm, working. I'm just going to get a hold of her directly and be like, Patty, you need to come down to this. You know? I mean, you can. I'm sure she does a lot of the glass art stuff. Uh, yeah. She uses the name Patty's Pickens. Oh, really? And that's kind of, she's got a little art studio set up. Uh, she sells stuff? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, she's on, uh, what is it, Etsy. She goes to a bunch of the craft shows in the area. No uh, she makes lamps, kind of glass sculptures She and blows stuff. glass? No, no. It's um, like different stuff she puts together. So kind of assembles really nice, neat displays. Oh, okay. I mean, they're really cool looking. She sold quite a few of them. Nice. And yeah, so there's probably a lot of glassware there I'm sure she'd love to get a hold of. <laughs> probably, probably. Um, John, um, what else you got, buddy? I don't, 
think anything at the moment. <laughs> well, it, it's been a crazy couple of weeks. Sure. And we, you hear that a lot from us, but it is oh, what yeah. it is. We lead some uh, interesting lives here. Yeah, late late season. I know we haven't had any episodes up in a while. Uh, just life, man. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, so if people want to hear more about us. Yep. Uh, Facebook.com slash 4x4talk or slash group. Slash, did you search 4x4talk on Facebook? Yep. 4x4talk. A couple quick questions get you on the page and communicate with us. When I remember to reply, Keith's usually there. Um, you can see a lot of build pictures. I do post updates on Project XJ. A lot of people post stuff there that's just cool or interesting it's in the, the four-wheel drive world or anything automotive. Uh, if you got questions on a build, what to do, what not to do, things like that, post it up, ask away, and we'll go from there. Absolutely. And Whelan is on Facebook, Twitter, and Insta- <clears throat> Instagram. We try to be as active on all of them that we can. Um, we're more active on Facebook than the other two. Uh, same goes for the Museum of Off-Road Adventure. You can find us by searching for that on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, depending on what your favorite uh, platform is. And uh, there's also another really cool group that is slowly building as well on Facebook called 4x4 Museum. And that's where we post um, vintage, uh, a lot of black and white photos and things like that way back in the day of old 4x4 ads and 4x4s in action in the 40s, 50s, 60s. Really cool uh, stuff to check out. So a uh, great group to be into if you're into history. So uh, make sure you join 4x4 Talk and 4x4 Museum. And as we've talked, uh, patreon.com slash Radio Accesses those $2 a month. Gets you a lot of cool extras. Stuff we don't normally get to or can't talk about on the shows. A little more personalized. A little more risque kind of content on there. So listen with caution. Probably not meant for young ears. <laughs> Um, so yeah check that out uh and then as always with wherever you're listening make sure you hit like and subscribe keep hearing updates from us leave a comment or review let us know what you think of the show and go ahead and share whatever you want wherever you want uh try to get some more people to listen sounds good buddy thanks for listening and have a good one everybody